Welcome to Go Into All the World. Our host is Gary Griffinhagen with Manny Rodriguez as co-host. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We pray this program is a blessing and encouragement to you today. Well, thank you for joining us for our first program for 2024. Amen. It's Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. You know, this is our 100th podcast. We're getting near to our 100th podcast. I think it's number 96. We've almost had 80 show on Grace and Truth Radio. So praise God that both of those are an avenue of blessing for us. And hope it's an avenue of blessing for people to get the Word of God shared in those formats. Amen. Absolutely. So, Gary, our last program, we talked about a gift and one for believers for this year. Amen. New year. Come on. I had a for this year. Yeah. We call the gift success. And I mentioned that, you know, in the Old Testament scripture, we saw many that were following God, okay, our forefathers and stuff, they were very blessed with success, money, lands, and more. And, you know, we saw also, and this will kind of want to refresh our minds from last week, that we saw a lot of scriptures and a lot of examples, okay, in Psalms and Proverbs and, so to speak, other books that mention success in our lives, mention success. If you do this, you'll be successful. God blessed Abraham and all that he did. God blesses, okay? You have the Lord with you, Joseph, and you will find, okay, that God will bless you. So again, we want people to see that these are some Old Testament, if you want to call it standards or foundations, all right? Mm-hmm. And again, we're not suggesting an extravagant focus, an extravagant lifestyle. Again, Mercedes and Cadillacs and mansions. No, nothing at all. But if we see these things in the Old Testament, what is God's standard in the New Testament? To me, if it seems either cruel or somewhat useless, mm-hmm. if God would show us a whole bunch of scriptures, a whole bunch of people that would be out of our reach, that would be our, or actually maybe people, if you want to call us sinful, right? Mm-hmm. To some people, if he didn't want us to have these things, why would he show us these things? Why would the Holy Spirit inspire these things if they're not for us? Right. And I think one of the things we can kind of, if you want to say, focus on today, Manny, what our focus is, is what did Jesus say about things, okay? Because the the first four books, okay, the Gospels are talking mainly about the life of Jesus. Then what do the epistles say, the letters to the churches? Do they kind of, if you want to call it, confirm these things that we saw in the Old Testament? Do they talk them down? Are they against them? Oh, you get this lifestyle of Abraham and you're sinful or you're not following God or you're not being humble or so we want to kind of see, do we find some common ground? Okay. Between the old and the new between Jesus, what he said and the epistles, or do we see something completely different? If we see something completely different then the gift that we're talking about for believers, is not really true. Gee, this is what happened in the old Testament Mm. guys, but in the new Testament ain't going to happen that way. So today, we want to see if what we saw in the Old Testament, again, is we have some common ground. What we saw there is it common with the New Testament. And what we're talking about, success in general, or success here, maybe it's few things or whatever. So we want to kind of compare this New Testament stuff, Manny, with what we saw last program. Absolutely. And not just, you know, to get by, right, you know, with money, but great wealth. You'll notice that by those around our forefathers, they, 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 
God really prospered them. They did. Really, really prospered. I mean, not just get by, like you said. Go ahead. They were not just getting by. They were just right. like, they knew, hey, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the God that we serve, and we're moving. Amen. This is the God we serve. That's a good way. And again, hopefully the people listening today and that this message gets out to you, you begin to have the main same mindset. If we could show that Jesus and the New Testament epistles agree or have common ground with what we saw last program, then you could know in your heart, God wants you successful. Yes. Maybe the word prosperity scares you or prosperous, but think he wants you successful and begins and so speak, trust him for that. You know, one thing we didn't bring up, okay, um, is that why, or I kind of mentioned it last week, is that why would God want us prosperous, okay? Mm. Is it so we can show off? No. Is it so we can be extravagant? No. Is it something that would take us away from the gospel, all this wealth and boats and things mm-hmm. like that? Of course not. He doesn't want that. And like you said, man, he's trying to show us there's things that you can have that maybe you desire, like you said, for your son, that within God's will that you can go after. Right. So if you're a believer and say, well, I can't have a nice car or I can't have a paid off house or something like that, we're trying to show you that's not true. Just like Manny wanted good things for his son and would not deny them, okay? And just like Manny said, I want them for myself, but I want them to be in the will of God. Right. And that's working 80, 90 hours, okay? Trying to strive for these things and ignoring God or ignoring his wife and family. Mm. Um, but the thing, point I was trying to get is you get greater finances, okay? You can do greater in funding the gospel. This, and I think we will see that at some point that God says he wants to prosper you so he can get his word out. It's not prosper you to show off me, I'd show off Gary or show off things. No, he wants to get the gospel out. And for you listening today, when we say that, we're not just talking about so say, a program like this. We're talking about your church, our churches. We're talking about parachurch ministries ones that minister to pregnant women, okay, or unexpected pregnancies, people that go into jails, those are parachurch ministries. There's a lot of what we call outreaches, okay? People want to go out, they want to go to other countries or have a big thing in Atlanta or a big thing in Salt Lake or a big thing in, you know, Dallas or something like that. It takes money to rent a stadium. It takes money to put these things on. It does. So if we get that money, man, we can help more ministries. So maybe think of it, as we're talking about, many are talking about it today, think about from that aspect. God may want me wealthy, not for show off, but to show off and to fund the kingdom of God and the gospel. That said, you know, this this is really extremely important that we talk about, you know, finances and money uh, because God is in, in it. You know what I mean? And a number of believers shy away from, <clears throat> excuse me, from thinking about this, they refuse to put their faith, their action, uh, speaking greater uh, success in what they do, you know, monetarily. Right. And, and, and there's there's so much to prosperity that God wants to do. And it, and it starts with a mindset. If this mindset can, can change, if our mindset can change, I tell you what, there's more uh, money for the kingdom of God that God wants to use you for the kingdom. He does, and he wants to use all of us for the kingdom. And we're going to see, we're going to start off with some of the statements that Jesus made. And you watch how many times he says, give. 
Now, if you don't have enough money or you're just getting by, it's hard for you to do what he said. It's hard for you to give if it's kind of forcing you or I have zero extra money in my budget or whatever the deal is. All right, well, let's go ahead. And I didn't take all these verses when I prepared the message or kind of get down with Manny about this message is that we took some of these, if you want to call it, some of the scriptures. But again, you're going to see how often Jesus says give. All right. Verse, uh, or Matthew 5, we'll start with the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. Matthew talked about all, I mean, in Matthew, Jesus talked about all of the people, what, poor in spirit, blessed are those that, you know, think about right. God, if you want to call, that have mind in heaven and stuff like that. And I'm going to say, as I went through that, there's not a mention, blessed are the poor financially. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about that in the Sermon on the Mount. Poor in spirit, okay poor that are seeking God and his kingdom and stuff like that. Let's go to Matthew 6. This is just a couple of verses, you know, after the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, when we do charitable deeds, we are not to sound a trumpet, nor to let our left hand know what our right hand is doing, okay? But to do our deed in secret. Mm. But look what he says here. He says, when you do good deeds. Now, that means in some of the, uh, if you want to call it, some of the verses say, when you give to the poor, okay, which obviously is a charitable good deed. It says, when you give good deeds. So Jesus is saying, or sorry, when you do good deeds, he's saying you're going to do them, or he wants you to do them, right. or he expects believers to do them. And again, if believers say, I don't have any money to do them, then they're probably not walking, they're missing something. Like you said earlier, we want to change their mindset so they'll begin to realize, I can give. If I get some extra, I can give. And I'm sure a lot of you listening, you want to give, and you're kind of like heartbroken that you can't give. Mm-hmm. I think God's trying to use this message today to encourage you. Believe and trust me to be blessed like Abraham in all things. As we heard last week, in all things. Then you can do these charitable deeds that Jesus is talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Matthew 6, 19, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Here I believe we see that God again, doesn't want to have an extravagant lifestyle. We talked about it before, all right? We're not talking about Cadillacs and Mercedes and mansions. And and to me, things that kind of pervert the truth of the Bible. So if we see a good use of the money and we see a good thing, because it does say don't lay up treasures, it doesn't say you can't have nice things, all right? Right. All right. And I think this point is, is pretty obvious. And so we gather or we reap much, we're not going to just spend it on ourselves. It's not just for us, okay? It's for us to give away. It's for us to fund the gospel. We're not trying to flaunt wealth or, you know, kind of like stick it and you know, oh, look at this kind of It's terrible. It's, it's arrogance. And we know the Bible, God resists the proud. So he doesn't want us to go try to show off, all right? Amen, Gary. You know, I was reminded of the scriptures to seek the kingdom of God first. Amen. Or first Amen. seek the kingdom. Right. And all of these things will be added. Right. You know, man, that's the next scripture that I have down here. Okay. Today in Matthew <laughs> 6, 31 to 33. Jesus said, don't worry. Say, what should we eat? Right. What should we drink? What should we wear? Okay. For all these things, it says the Gentiles seek. For our heavenly Father, for God knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and what all these things will be added to you. That's that's so good. Here we see that God knows our needs and says that they will be supplied. Amen. 
that that's that's key right there that they would be so because he said that it would be added so he does not want us to to do without he knows he knows that we need gas in the car amen he knows that we got to pay the rent you know so right. if, if if we are then then you know, we, we need to get away from this this stinky thinking that we have sometimes like sometimes it, it holds us back to what we want to believe what God can do because we're trying to do it ourselves you know I love your word, like you said, stinking thinking. <laughs> to me, it's a very important point. If you're a believer and you're listening to Manny and I today, if you're listening to the program today and you're doing without, your needs are not met. We're not going to discuss it in full detail today, but I want to encourage you, listen to these scriptures. It says these things will be added onto you. If they're not being added onto you, there's some kind of stinking thinking. There's some kind of bondage. There's something that's breaking the chain of God's supply, okay, to you, all right, that he wants you to have. It says here, he knows you need these things. Mm-hmm. He says, if you seek him first, and nobody, we're not here to condemn anybody, maybe you're not seeking God first. I seriously doubt if you listen to a program like this, you probably are seeking God first. But if you're not receiving these things, mm-hmm. then begin to pray and say, God, you want me to have these things. What's wrong? Why is the supply being cut off? Why am I struggling, all right? Well, let's go to Mark. Let's go to Mark now. Remember in Mark 1, he's walking along. Jesus is walking along. He calls these two fishermen, Simon, or we know his name is Peter later, and Andrew to come follow him. Right. They, they just immediately did it, right? They left everything. They left uh, maybe people. they had some, somebody in their business, okay, that took care of the boats and stuff like that. But think about that. Jesus had Simon, okay, Peter, and then Andrew, and then what, 10 others. He had this group. So we know that Jesus supplied money for these 12 to live on plus himself. So there's 13 or more people that we know. They had to live for three and a half years while Jesus was here. Mm -hmm. How did they live? He had a treasury. Why? Because they got money. Mm -hmm. So this God is not against you getting money. And just like we said earlier, you need money to fund the ministry. Jesus needed money to do the ministry that he was called to do. He had to have somewhere to get food. He had to have somewhere to eat. He had a treasure. Why do you have a treasure? Because People gave him money or money came in. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's look at Mark 10. And I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit about the rich young ruler because sometimes this kind of comes up in people's mind. Remember, the rich young ruler had a problem. He loved money and he loved his possessions. Okay. Those kept him from following Jesus. Now, we see Jesus said to me, or sorry, said to him, you have to give these things up and follow me. He didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was before the cross. So don't confuse what Jesus was saying with him, okay, following Jesus then with what happens now. What I mean now, after the crucifixion, after the cross, the Bible says we have to be born again. It doesn't say we have to give everything up. There may be something in your life that God speaks to you about, maybe something you've embraced that he's talking to you about. I know for myself, when when the Lord spoke to me, there's something between you and me. I knew what it was. I gave it up, and boom, I found him. So if God has to show you that there's something that's wrong, that's one thing. But again, he does not have to say to you, okay, you have to give up all your possessions or all this, all right? You, you have a nice house, you have to give it up. No, if God doesn't speak to you about giving something up, all right, you need to get born again. Mm-hmm. And if you have a nice house or multiple cars or something like that, before you were saved, you're going to have a nice house and stuff like that after you got saved. I know that 
one, one example of this is the Galloping Gourmet. He made $2 million a year. God told him he wanted him to switch, so to speak, occupation. So he left $2 million a year. And there may be some of us that have to walk away from a job like that because it's either taking us away from the kingdom or, you know, we don't know all the factors and stuff. But otherwise, think about this. You get saved and you have a car. God doesn't say you can't get saved until you get rid of the car. So don't confuse the rich young ruler with New Testament theology, which is saying you must be born again. And the one thing I want to kind of leave you with here is that most of us know we give a tithe of 10%. Well, I come from a group, or I say I come from a group, I studied a number of men, some of the, the wealth, and not so much the wealth thing, but probably if you want to call it the charismatic Pentecostal. And I know a number of men, or I've seen their testimonies, they live off 10% mm. and they give 90%. Whoa. Now, think about that. If they can live off 10%, you have to understand how they're blessed and how God, so to speak, meets their needs, all right? So if they could do it, we could do it. Right. I know I give sometimes more than 10, 15, 20%. I think I'm great. People say, that's nice. I say, yeah, it's nice, but I'm not giving 90 like these guys. <laughs> so I've got to get more faith and more understanding. I don't know. So, you know, what's interesting, Gary, is that one of the things, uh, two things that Jesus said that we must do, and of course, right here, you said, uh, what Jesus says is you must be born again. Amen. In John, he says, we must worship. Amen. That's great. You know, once you know him, you want to worship him. You want to praise him. He says, I will praise him at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. So that's another good thing that you're bringing up here. Just, um, you, know, you know, well, no, I think it's good. It, it's people, we want you to understand the New Testament Christianity. Because when you start confusing the two, right. we, we've kind of knocked legalism, you know, many, many programs. We just want you to be free. And again, if you're not experiencing the abundance, okay? And again, not Mercedes, not mansions and stuff, but not, because the Bible says he wants you to give to every good work. Think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Think about it. If you can't give to every good work, then maybe you need a little bit more abundance in your life. Mm-hmm. Not to condemn you, but so you can follow through with, with God's putting in front of you. Right. You know, we saw the story about the, the if you want to go on Mark, we, we talked about the widow with the two mites. Jesus said she gave more than all the others. Even though two mites was not nearly as much as some of the, quote, mm-hmm. rich people did, she gave more. So she's given her whole life, and I think that God... To me, he said, Gary, you don't have to give every single thing up. You got, like you said, you got to have rent, you got to have gas. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I tried to give a car away and a brother spoke to me. He says, that's your only car? I said, yeah. He said, Gary, don't give your car away. I said, why? He said, Gary, do you take people to church? Yeah. If you don't have a car, can you take people to church? I said, no. He said, there's your answer. You don't need to give your car. <laughs> now, if you have three or four cars, right. one thing. He said, and it made sense to me because I was kind of getting carried away and right. give away some of my clothes, which didn't. Oh, my family too much. They got very upset. upset. <laughs> but anyways, we want to give the best that we can. All right. right. All right. Another thing is you begin to follow Jesus. Listen to a couple stories real quickly. If you remember Peter, again, his name was Simon back then. Mm-hmm. He had a boat. Jesus wanted his boat so he could kind of push off at the shore right. and preach to the multitude. He was kind of being crowded. So he went off and preached, okay, which, again, is a wonderful thing. If you think about nature over in Israel— how can you preach to multitudes wow. talking out of a boat without a megaphone? Okay, right. well, we won't go there. But then when he got done, he said to Peter, again, Simon at this time, 
launch out and catch, uh, I'll cast nets for a catch. And Simon kind of protested. He said, hey, you know, we've, uh, we've been out here fishing all night. We have got zero. Right. You know, but at your word, I'm going to go. And what happened? He let his nets down, and the nets got so big they were starting to break. He had to call his partner, stand up. So again, was Jesus telling this, man, I don't want you to prosper. No, I'm going to show you how to prosper. Well, okay? So we get in the kingdom, God wants to show us how to prosper. Uh, Luke 6.30 said, Jesus said, give to everyone who asks of you. Mm-hmm. And from him who takes your coats or your coat, do not ask them back. Mm-hmm. Well, think about that. Well, that's great. Jesus is saying, give to everyone. Now, if you don't have extra or you don't have enough extra, you can't give to everyone. Mm-hmm. So he wants you to have enough. He wants you to have right. this Simon kind of catch, this Peter kind of catch. So you can give to everyone. You can. Luke 6.38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. For with the same measure that you meet, all right, it will be measured back to you. Mm-hmm. What is Jesus saying here? He's telling you to give. Right. Right there. So if we don't have money to give, brothers and sisters, we're not following what he wants us to do. That means he wants to prosper us or give us more success. So we can have money to give, and to give, like it says the one scripture, mm-hmm. to every good work, all right? Listen, a couple more scriptures. Man, why don't you read Luke 9, 3? That would be a good one. So Jesus told the disciples, as he was sending them, take nothing for the journey. Right. Wow. So, so, of course, we see here that how God's supplying every need as we serve him. Amen. Because he, he says, this is the, come. He said, come with <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, serve me, you know, and he's like, right, well, right. okay, really? So th- th- we could expect that our needs will be met right. by God. Right. Again, we can expect that our needs will be met. And if we need more, then we're going to start asking God for more. Not for greed, not for extravagance, not for show off, not to blab and grab it, but so we can have enough for our needs and, again, give to every work. Right. And listen, the next verse that we picked out in Luke eleven forty one, because that was nine three, says Jesus said, "Give alms of such things as you have." Right. Or some verses say, "Give to the poor." Right. Again, if Jesus is telling us to give, He's got a purpose in it. He says that you'll always have the poor with you. That means we're always going to have opportunities and reasons to give. So we want to walk in this prosperity or success that we can give. And again, hopefully you're here in our hearts today, not extravagance or show off or flaunted, but so you can give, all right? Amen. All right. Um, Luke, I won't go to the whole one here. I don't think we have time today, but Luke 12, if you read verses 22 through 34, what Manny just said, when you serve God, Mm -hmm. this is showing you that your needs will be met. And here's kind of, if you want to call it a synopsis, it said, the basics of life, food, clothing, da-da-da-da-da. Jesus had considered the ravens or consider the birds. He did say that. He said, consider the lilies, the flowers. Then he says, consider the grass. Yeah. It says, God clothes all of these. Right. All right. And he's telling us again, don't seek what you need to eat, to drink. Don't be anxious for these things. He knows that you need them. So it says in the end of that verse, it's God's good pleasure, good pleasure mm-hmm. to give you the kingdom. All right. So he wants to give you those things. Yes, he does. All right. Last verse we have today, time for us. Luke 16, 13 through 14. No man can serve two masters for you. Hate the one and love the other. All right. You cannot serve God and mammon. 
we saw in the end of the verse, first verse of the Pharisees, it says we're lovers of money. Mm. So God doesn't want you to love money, love those things, okay? Right. God doesn't want you to, so to speak, get caught up with them, caught up with the lifestyle, caught up with the extravagance, mm. but he does want you to have enough so you can give to every good need. We've seen five or six times Jesus keeps saying, give, give alms to the poor, give this, give of what you have, give. Yes. So to me, he's trying to emphasize in these verses that we need to give. Absolutely. And we have to have money, if you want to call it, so we can give. So if we don't have enough, let's begin to trust God to give us more. And if you're giving out, say, 15%, let's begin to trust God that you can give out 20%. Well, listen, we'll talk a little bit more next week about the epistles and what they say and see if they confirm what we saw in the Old Testament and what Jesus said here. So thanks for joining Manny and I today. We're so happy to have you with us in this new year. Come with us next week as we go into all the world.